Israel is more than a state, it is a state of mind. I am Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this is Torah for Christians. Welcome to Torah for Christians. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr. When Jews talk about Israel, we don't just mean the modern state. Jews use three terms for Israel. Eretz Israel, the land of Israel. Am Yisrael, the people of Israel. And Medinat Israel, the state of Israel. Taking the last term first, we will talk about Medinat Israel, the modern state of Israel, in a later podcast. Its origin story, military history, and current political outlook are worthy of many episodes on their own, especially in these trying times. On today's podcast, though, we'll focus on the other two definitions, Eretz Israel and Am Israel, land and people. Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, is a biblical term. However, the exact borders have always been open to interpretation. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God promises to bring Abram to the land that I show you. In verse 5, that land is defined as the land of Canaan, from Shechem, modern-day Nablus in the north, to Elan Moleh, near Hebron, in the Negev Desert. Later, we learn that Abraham dwelt in Beersheba at the northern edge of the Negev. The next delineation of Eretz Israel's boundaries comes in Genesis 28, 14. When Jacob dreams of a ladder reaching up to heaven, God promises him that his descendants will be as the dust of the earth and that they will spread from the west to the east and from the north to the south. Aside from the western boundary, the Mediterranean Sea, we still have not really defined the boundaries of Eretz Israel, but we do have an idea of just how numerous Jacob's descendants will be. The tribal boundaries in Joshua provide us with further details. In the north, the tribe of Dan eventually located to the mountainous headwaters of the Jordan River, flush against what is now the Lebanese border. In the south, the territory of Simeon extended into the Arava Valley south of the Dead Sea, all the way to Etzion Gever, now called Elat. To the west, of course, is the Mediterranean Sea. The coastal border extended from Tyre on the Lebanese coast to what is now Eshdod and the border with Philistia, the modern-day Gaza Strip. The eastern border is the most controversial. Half of the tribe of Manasseh located at the base of the Golan Heights, just southeast of the Sea of Galilee. Below Manasseh was the tribe of Gad, whose territory extended the length of the Jordan River Valley and included biblical Gilead, which is now a part of Jordan. And below them was the tribe of Reuben, whose entire territory lay east of the Dead Sea. Under the rule of David and Solomon, the borders reached their fullest extent, from northern Lebanon to conquered Philistia on the coast, eastward all the way to the Euphrates River, 
the current border between Syria and Iraq, and then southward along the eastern coast of the Gulf of Aqaba, including part of what is now coastal Saudi Arabia. This territorial expansion did not survive the death of Solomon. The kingdom split in half, and the Assyrian Empire began to chip away at the northern kingdom until they finally vanquished it in 722 BCE, creating the Lost Ten Tribes of Israel. Two centuries later, the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem, destroyed the first temple, and sent the Judeans into a 70-year exile. To summarize, the land of Israel's eastern and northern boundaries have always been fluid, but we are certain of the western sea boundary and the southern port city of Eilat. Am Yisrael, the people of Israel, was the subject of our first podcast, Who is a Jew? There, we focused on lineage. The faith of your parents determines your Jewish status. But Am Yisrael is not just lineage. The term also refers to peoplehood. There is a famous Talmudic adage, Kol Yisrael Arevin Zebazeh. All Israel is responsible for one another. When a Jew is ill, the rest of the community supports her and her family. When a Jew is a victim of an anti-Semitic attack, worldwide Jewry mobilizes. Being responsible for the welfare of one another is a trademark of identification. It is not exclusive to Jews, to be sure, but we take this responsibility quite seriously. Just as biblical Eretz Israel is not the same as the borders of the modern Medinat Israel, the state of Israel, Am Israel is not to be confused with Israelis. While most Israelis are Jews and therefore a part of Am Israel, not all Jews are Israelis. In fact, most Jews in the world live outside of Israel. I personally identify as part of Am Israel, but I do not identify as an Israeli. I am an American who is also Jewish. This distinction between Zion and peoplehood is crucial and one that plays an important role when we discuss the difference between criticism of Israel and outright anti-Semitism. We will have that discussion, by the way, in our next podcast. In a moment, we'll take a look at how the writers of the Christian scriptures envisioned Israel. It's quite different. We'll pick up this topic after the break. I am Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this is Torah for Christians. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this is Torah for Christians. Before we return to our discussion of Israel, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please remember to rate and review this episode, as well as previous episodes on Apple, Spotify, and other great podcasting sites. Also, you can like us on Facebook, where links to previous episodes are found. How do the Christian scriptures envision Israel? Is the church the new Israel, just as the Christian scriptures are the New Testament? We turn again to Paul and Romans chapter 9 to 11, where Paul makes an impassioned plea to the Gentiles to come to Christ. 
Paul simultaneously attempts to prove to the Jews of Rome that through acceptance of Jesus as the Christ, God will fulfill the divine commandment of of land and people. Paul expands the definition of Israel from that of lineage, that all Jews are descendants of Abraham, to a new definition, that Gentiles who accept Jesus will join with the Jews in the promise of salvation. For Paul, God has not rescinded the covenant with the Jews. Rather, the Jews have failed to acknowledge that the covenant now runs through Jesus. Paul also claims that Israel's failure is not final and that they will in time, quote, see the light. Pardon the pun. Also, the Gentiles will come to realize that all Israel, Jews, Jewish Christians, and Gentile Christians will be saved in the end. Paul therefore redefines Am Yisrael to include the Christian community and the church as a whole. Paul does not say that the church replaces the Jews as the new Israel. Rather, he states that the Gentile Christians will be saved in addition to the Jews. This is an expansion of Am Yisrael, the people of Israel, and not a replacement. Later, of course, the church came to believe that the church did in fact replace Israel, even using these same chapters as the basis for this assertion. Today, there are multiple understandings of this Pauline passage. However, I accept the interpretation that Paul is a Jew dedicated to bringing Jew and Gentile alike to embrace Jesus as the Christ, with the intent to build an inclusive, all-encompassing church. Many, though, I hasten to add, disagree with this analysis, and that's fine. To summarize, Israel can mean Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, whatever its borders. It can also mean Am Yisrael, the people of Israel, with its requisite responsibilities and filial identification. Christians and other non-Jews are not included in this definition of Am Yisrael. Later, Paul expands this definition to include Gentiles who come to accept Jesus as their Christ. They will achieve salvation along with Jews, who will one day realize that Jesus is indeed the risen Christ, the Messiah. Two versions of the same term, Am Yisrael, two different ways of looking at peoplehood. Next week, we will have that promised discussion about anti-Semitism. We will examine early and medieval anti-Jewish thought and actions from the later Roman emperors and medieval Catholic monarchs to modern forms of anti-Semitism, such as the Holocaust, and how many conflate criticism of Israel with anti-Semitism. It's a delicate yet important topic. You'll certainly want to tune in when the episode drops. I want to thank you for listening to Torah for Christians. You can listen to and rate the previous episodes on Apple, Spotify, or other popular podcast outlets. You can also like us on Facebook. Have a great day and remember, how good and how pleasant it is for us to dwell together in unity. Till we meet again, I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, And this has been Torah for Christians.